Hello, and thank you for listening to Saga Podcast. It's been a little bit since we put out an episode, Um, but today we are back with a new one about a new movie, Um, but this one we're going to be doing something a little bit special like we have done in the past with some of these new formats. Today we're going to be doing character psychology for the movie Sonic, so hold on to your pants, folks. You're um, you're about to hear what's <laughs> what Sonic is really like. Spoiler alert, this audio may contain spoilers, so please proceed with caution or an open mind. I don't care. All right, so the plot of this 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Uh, Sonic is a refugee from this uh, distant planet on the other side of the universe. And uh, he spends uh, about 10 years on Earth fending for himself and... um, He's really fond of, of the town sheriff named Tom, and um, seeing how happy Tom is really makes him sad and uh, really makes him um, aware of his, lon- his loneliness. So one day he gets really upset and runs in a circle, causing this big power outage in the whole town, tri-state area, and uh, this uh, rises the suspicion of the nefarious Dr. Robotnik and basically Robotnik's plan is to uh, find Sonic to learn to learn about his power to dissect him to study him and, and and this means you know Sonic is in great danger so he must go to um, San, Fran- San Francisco where he dropped his rings the rings that are basically portals to other worlds and and such so he wants to go to um, San Francisco with, with Tom and they become friends along the way and it's a big road trip that's basically the plot yeah yeah that's basically it <laughs> um, all right so I like what you added here in the notes you said brought to you by Zillow and Olive Garden I didn't get that at first because I hadn't seen the movie yet but <laughs> yes <laughs> Brought to you by Zillow and Olive Garden. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, they... uh, Olive Garden must have paid big money for this... uh, For this movie. uh, For this movie because they mentioned them like three times. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and then... You know, everyone knows there's spoiler alerts on this. So, like, in the end, he's given, like, a $50 gift card to Olive Garden by the government. Because Only $50? Yeah, that's it. When you at, hear your family. At least $1,000. I mean, you could blow uh, f- 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 50 bucks in like one one night. So. Oh yeah, that's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, so anyway, shall we get cracking on these? Yeah. Characters? Yeah. I'm scared though. But let's go. Let's continue. You're scared? Yes. Why is that? Ah. Uh, 
I just never in my life, okay, never in my life did I imagine that I would be, <laughs> like, mentally dissecting a, a blue hedgehog. I'm just gonna lay that out there. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, I don't know. Your choice, so you can only blame yourself, really. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a new high or like a new low in my life. <laughs> Definitely low. Okay. <laughs> Glad we made it this far. Um, okay, so I guess we'll start with Sonic then. Um, so some of the notes that I picked up, and I will warn you, we are not psychologists. We are not licensed in any way. So don't take us seriously and don't ask us to help you diagnose yourself and your own problems but as far as sonic goes he's basically like a grown child um he's got the mentality of a child and i i strongly believe that he's got a lot of past traumas that he hasn't really been able to to deal with um but he is super self-reliant self despite losing like his only guardian in life and not being able to integrate into society like a normal individual would be able to. Um, he's very optimistic and he's got pretty good socialization skills. Like you'd think he would be more aggressive or more bitter in his um, his mannerisms towards people. Yeah, um, Sonic has made several pop cultural references throughout throughout the film. So I think that he like learned uh like social cues from movies and stuff so maybe he you know because like most movies are like about the hero and about doing good so i think that he internalized that and like he wants to do good and be good to people and things like he helped the, the turtle out he you know likes to help people out but um more about what you said about him being like uh like a grown child <clears throat> i think that uh if he grows up then he doesn't have to face you know what happened to his people or like what might have happened to his people so he basically constantly um <clears throat> distracts himself with like uh like like things and and such so he he doesn't so his mind doesn't have to like think about his people because that would just make him like upset right because they don't really explain where he truly comes from um in the movie so we don't know who his people are what kind of trauma he's seen before we before we find him with a guardian we just don't know that's true yeah we don't know his, his like real parents or, you know, what if he doesn't even have parents? Maybe he was created or something, but... You know, I was just thinking that was, like, maybe... Maybe he was, like, made in a lab or... Um, um, omniscient... Omnisciently... I don't know. He was created by an omniscient... I can't say it. Omnisis... No. Nope. A godlike creature. There we go. Omnipotent? That one? Om yeah, that one. Omniscient. <laughs> What's I trying to say? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Sonic is um, in like most carnations of Sonic. He's only he's only like 
15. So it, it, it kind of makes sense for his age to be kind of like this. So it's, um, but at the same time, we keep harking back to this, but he's been alone for 10 years and uh, it kind of makes sense that he's uh, in a way socially awkward and that he doesn't know when to stop talking. So he just keeps talking. Right, right. Because I guess, you know, when you're alone that long, you you only talk to yourself. So there's no one there to, like, stop you from talking. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like, uh, like, people say that it's like, um, like, jump rope. Uh, like, knowing when to, like, skip and, like, when to jump in. Uh, like, trying to get, the, get the, the timing of the conversation right. And Sonic doesn't really have that practice. So... Hmm. That's a good analogy. Anything else on Sonic from you? Um, nope, that's it. Uh, so during the scene of, of Sonic on the baseball field, he says to himself that like, uh, like something along the lines of I'm insane or something. Mm -hmm. But if, if he thinks that, then I don't think that's the case because I don't think insane people know that they're insane so if he knows it he's not quite there yet but he may be on a on a breaking point like to the edge of his sanity before he has a total breakdown of mm -hmm. mentality mm -hmm. i could see that uh sonic also has like um like basic like speedster traits uh you know like speedsters are they tend to uh, talk fast like we mentioned they tend to be um, impatient because they're so fast they really don't have to wait for anything uh, they are usually like loose and stuff right they're like loose and kind of chilled and laid back because really nothing can really nothing's fast enough to really touch them so they mm -hmm. really say anything without uh, repercussions so can I add something? This Sonic's character um, reminded me of you a lot. This is a compliment in that you are you are super fit and super healthy, and you're all, like you're always running. That's he reminded me of you a lot. Oh, uh, uh, thank you. That's yep. um, I kind of wish you didn't mention this on our psychology <laughs> episode, but. Like, no, uh, it's it's a compliment, and that's funny because I don't ever, I, I don't think we've ever talked about me running and exercising. Yeah, oh yeah, maybe not on the podcast, but I know you're a runner. You told me you ran like what was it, 13, 13 mile, and like your legs were jello afterwards. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember things. I know things. Cool. Uh, thanks. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's all I have for Sonic for now. Yeah. So on to like the next big character. Um, um, should we do Tom first and then Robot? Save, save yeah. him for last? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Because I do also have Maddie and Wade on here too. Very, very brief. Okay. Uh, so, Tom, yeah. Uh, he is a very practical person in that he's not he's not about having um he's not about having uh 
useless apps on his phone. You know, he has his one app, the Olive Garden app that he loves and enjoys. Um, yeah, he's very practical. In that wow. Very, very. <laughs> uh, he also made... Um, it's stated that he likes talking to Donuts so much so that Sonic has a nickname for him, the Donut Lord. So it's safe to say that he talks to Donuts a lot. There is um, a part in it where he... Um, Sonic says like yeah like i've seen you <laughs> i've seen you take you know talk to donuts and then when they get out of the line you show them what's what that <laughs> just cracked me up yeah and maybe um sonic and tom are more like than we initially thought because maybe he's not getting something at home uh you know in his home life so he's sort of forced to talk to donuts because his wife and you know wade and uh the the townspeople aren't really uh giving him what he needs uh and sonic is lonely as well so that it just makes sense that they would come together uh yeah they, they were both secretly longing for each other and they didn't know it yeah totally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh ooh, um I just thought of this. So maybe uh, Sonic saw that Tom was basically the, like a village, not village, the town uh, watcher, like like uh, he was almost the town father. And since, you know, Sonic was abandoned, basically, he didn't have a father. So he subconsciously looked up to Tom as a father figure. Wasn't that sweet? Yeah. And because the, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, you go, you go. Oh, I was gonna say like their relationship is like father son, and then Maddie comes in, and it's like this is Sonic's parents the whole time. Totally, because uh, like I mean, we don't know if if um, Maddie or Tom can like have kids, right? They have their dog, but we don't really know if they can have kids so maybe they were looking for something like that in sonic mm -hmm. yeah it was never really explained they kind of left it open as to why they probably didn't have kids but you're right like they obviously didn't there there's sonic he comes in and he fills this hole that both of them have all right so i just thought I just thought of this, but I think it makes sense. So, Maddie's mother doesn't like. So hold on, let me stop you right there, real quick. Go ahead. That's Maddie's sister. Okay, thank you. I thought that wasn't right. Yeah. So, so Maddie's sister doesn't like Tom because he, you know, he can't have kids. So of course the sister wouldn't like that because uh, you know, like she wants, like she would like, like a niece or nephew. You know, like she would like. Her sister to, to like uh, to like have to, to like breed, a, right? To be yeah. a <laughs> to breed. Uh, so I think that I think our theory might be right. Like uh, Tom is infertile, uh, and that's why he talks to donuts and uh, like Sonic. This makes a lot more sense now. I'm glad we dove deep enough to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, um, hopefully this is in the sequel and we should take credit for it if it's in there. And yeah, but then watch out, like, the sequel, like, we'll have a kid, like, they're both yeah, pregnant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yeah, so do you, do you have anything else on Tom? Um, so, I mean, this is probably really, like, mean. This is gonna sound really mean, but to me, Tom doesn't really have much of um, a personality, and he's um, a very fluid individual. He's got... He kind of goes with the flow in the sense, like, he cannot put his foot down. He um, not necessarily enjoys being told what to do, but is willing and able to... to he's a yes man. He's a yes man. There we go. Um, but he does have very strong morals in the sense, like... You know, I'm always going to do what's right. I'm always going to, um, you know, help the people that I know that need help. But, yeah, he he's just a yes man. He'll say yes to anything. Um, that's interesting. Uh, is he? Is he, though? He has got lots of qualities that say that he does. Because he takes care of the whole town. He's willing and able to help out anybody that needs help. You know, um, maybe not against Dr. Robotnik. You know, obviously, like, he's putting somebody else's life in danger, so he's going to put his foot down with that. But to help out his town and to, like, you know, stay where he's at in this stagnant um, position, you know, he's willing to do and stay there longer. Okay. Uh, are you saying that as, like a like, a bad thing? Or is it just neither good nor bad, or...? I would say it's neither good nor bad. Like, he has his, like, you know, like, I want to get out. I want to go do... Go work for the LAPD. I want to earn my stripes, you know. Um, all of those qualities. But he's having a hard time leaving. And I think the... Um, his inability to put his foot down or um to say no has something to do with his um him not being able to leave it's those carbs man from those uh never-ending pasta bowls from the olive garden it puts you to sleep exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh anything else on tom that's it okay uh you want to talk about maddie and wade yeah, they're very, very minimal characters. Like, I said very this a very similar thing about Maddie, except for the fact that I swear, in the very beginning, Tom said that her name was not Maddie, but Rihanna. So I was expecting Rihanna and not Maddie. Wait, Tom said it was Rihanna? I swear. He said, yeah, I can't wait to move somewhere with Rihanna or something. Maybe that's the name of that his was, dog. That was a joke. I think because 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 he said like Rihanna and then said I think a song name like a song title so I think it was like a joke or something oh you know what you're right uh okay um but that got me to thinking you just saying it now uh this may be a long shot but perhaps he has jungle fever like he wants to move to the city you never heard of the term jungle fever? 
Wait, you're gonna have to explain that to me. Tell me. Uh, like, um, usually, like when, like, uh, like white people. Um, oh, they go for like exotic women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or men, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably not. Maybe I don't know because it seemed like a small town, so maybe there's not many. Uh, I don't know. That was a incomplete thought. Anyway, Wade. Um, <laughs> Wade um, is, I don't know why he was able to be, to be employed as a cop. Um, I guess they were short on, 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 on applicants or the townspeople or yeah, the city is just very peaceful. So they don't really care, but he's kind of an idiot, right? Yeah. Right. And, and. There was the scene when Tom was trying to explain to him what to do after the power outage when he got all, all those phone calls and he was instantly confused. Like he can't mm-hmm. take simple instructions, which is bad for, you know, a, a cop to have. So. Yes. And I wrote like in my notes, I was like, he's kind of an idiot, number one. Two, he can't really do anything by himself, and he's super codependent on Tom. Like, relies on him to basically just do everything. Um, Wade may have gotten the job through nepotism. That may be... Like, his mom was in love with her brother, and they had a baby, and his, his dad was the sheriff... And then Wade became a cop. Wait, wait, wait. So Wade's mom's brother? So, okay. Let me explain this. Okay, so Wade, Wade's dad, biological dad, is the sheriff, or was the sheriff. And now, um, they... <laughs> he, he fell in love with his sister, and then they had Wade. And then Wade grew up and said, I want to be cop but his, the sheriff was like I don't think you're ready to be a, or like he's not ready to be a sheriff but you can be a cop I guess and so now Wade is a cop and his parents are siblings that's that's um disgusting I think <laughs> it was just it was just a working theory okay uh okay <laughs> do you have any more on him no, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. And now for the man of the hour, Dr. Robotnik, played by Jim Carrey. This guy, man. I love him, but you know, you can't help but also hate him. I only loved him. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you love about him? You know, he is honest about what he wants. You know, he's not trying to, like, hide and you know, be sneaky about it. He's open about it. And if you don't like it, you can get out. I, I can appreciate that. All right. Very blunt. He's a man that knows what he wants. Okay. Um, he certainly has a superiority complex. Uh, perhaps this is a, um, a defense mechanism because Robotnik states that, uh, he was like, beat up or something and like bullied as a kid and uh he wanted to get back at him so he was he spent like the next month drinking through a straw so i think that um 
he views his intelligence and, and, and you know that like, there are people like this in, in in real life that view intelligence as like the ultimate uh like the ultimate like virtue like the thing that you should strive for towards mm -hmm. and i think that's him that that's jim carrey's character uh and anyone and like he basically looks down on it on anyone that's not smart and since he's the smartest guy in the world then that's everyone hmm interesting what's your theory uh well i don't really have a theory well i guess yeah i guess i do um I don't know. He just has narcissistic personality disorder. I think he's all about himself. He doesn't think about anybody else. He's got a total lack of empathy. And I mean that by like, there's a scene specifically that says like, wow, like this is who he really is. And that's at the very end when Sonic um, nearly dies and is laying there on the ground and Tom and Maddie are in shock. And he looks like he's about out of it. And he says, Dr. Robotnik says, oh, you know, don't worry about it. I don't, or like, I don't mean to be, you know, kind of brash, but somebody should probably put that body on some ice. And I was like, whoo, wow, that's some serious, like, you got, you really showed who you are, buddy. You know, it just made, um, made me not care for him as much. You know, and obviously he's not great towards humans. He's probably not so great towards other animals. Well, well, sure. Uh, I mean, your your comments about the ice it makes sense for what his character is because, uh, which uh, that that comment sort of leads into one of my notes. Um, so y you said that you know someone should put him on ice. Uh, when you know Robotnik wants to preserve the body so that he can study it so he can harness Sonic's power for himself to take over the world and what's interesting is that sometimes like for f for example his his like partner like his side yeah. guy like uh, he likes enslaving people but it stated that he's like the world's most, uh, like he's the world's best drone specialist. So he could essentially build uh, drones to like do stuff for him, but he chooses to use people to, you know, to like kind of feel above them. So it would make sense that he would want to harness Sonic's power to like use his drone tech and take it worldwide. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't doubt he's a super smart guy. Jim Carrey had me fooled, you know? I was like, this is really Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is this person. <laughs> uh, did you know we have, like, basically the same note here? That's it. Interesting. Yeah, I just noticed that. That's, uh, that's interesting. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, it's kind of cool, because we're about to, to cover this whole series. But, um, yeah, he's got this Rick Sanchez mentality, and... Like, I mean, he doesn't drink, but, or do drugs, but he thinks that he's absolutely better than everybody else and shows it all the time. Yeah, and he also kind of has a bit of a zany side. There was that scene with of him, like, dancing and stuff. Right. Kind of Rick can be zany sometime, sometimes. 
and he has like uh, a subordinate that he can kind of push around. That's his Morty. Morty. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Jim Carrey did a really good job. I'm very impressed by Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, anything else on Robotnik? No, I think it's pretty simple. So this movie, I think in whole, um, was a pretty good movie. I don't know if I would watch it over again, but as far as how this movie has affected the media, how this movie has affected um, animation, I think that this movie is a feat and should be loved and admired by everybody. Um, yeah, uh, even though it kind of sucks that the company that animated this went, uh, they went under after the, after they fixed Sonic. They um, went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I do have one more comment about Robotnik that I just thought about. Uh, so Robotnik was sent to a mushroom world, right? Yes. Uh, I'm sure he, he definitely found some magic mushrooms and he's going to be even more intelligent and uh, like he's going to do some crazy stuff in the next one. Hold up. I love that you just said something. I know you didn't say it outright, but you just said something that made me like happy because it's like you just said that magic mushrooms makes you smarter, but that's not necessarily true. I think I know a lot of people that have done mushrooms that are not that great. Um, if I implied or said smarter, I meant um, like he, he he's going to take away like something from another dimension and incorporate it into his life. And that's going to like uh, make him more like possibly more smarter or make him more twisted. I mean, he, he shaved his head and grew out his mustache, so... That's true. Or it could make him a better dancer. Um, I think... I think you're asking too much of the mushrooms. For that <laughs> yeah. one. Okay. Alright, well that's it. And then, I think we kind of said this earlier. Um, we are going to be covering Rick and Morty next time. But this format is going to be from novice to master. So this is going to be a new format for us. So you're going to hear a lot about Dan Harmon. Thank you for listening to Saga Podcast, where we talk about animation and animation things. Um, this is your favorite co-host, Sarah. And I would like to remind you before you head off that we do have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, a website, and soon to be a Patreon. So if you could reach out to us, leave us a comment, a review, anything that you like, and we will appreciate all of it. Um, otherwise, have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time. Hope you liked it. <laughs> Come again. <laughs>